Hey, it's Bethany. Before I get into today's essential rock for leadership, I wanted to give you an update on an exciting new opportunity. So many of you have reached out expressing how overwhelmed you are as leaders, especially you new leaders out there. I hear you. And I'm excited to tell you about my new on-demand course, Leadership on the Rocks, The Survival Guide. In this online course, you'll learn everything you need to know to overcome overwhelm and implement clear strategies and tactics to, one, feel confident, two, create a great work culture, three, develop efficient ways of working, four, produce results, and five, find harmony between your work and home life. Most leadership courses are all theory, but that's not how we roll at Leadership on the Rocks. We'll cover the most essential leadership strategies and tactics that you can implement at work tomorrow. I'll be unlocking the course soon, so be sure to join the waitlist so you can receive all the free resources I'm giving away to help you overcome the overwhelm in leadership. Plus, you'll get your loyal listener discount when the course unlocks. So go to my website, leadershipontherocks.com survivalguide. That's leadershipontherocks.com survivalguide. And click the join the waitlist button or click on the link in the show notes. And then shocker, (laughs) they struggle because we didn't equip them with the skills they need. But the typical response from us that empowered them is not ownership for setting them up for failure. Oh, no. (laughs) Our typical response is frustration at the lack of their know-how in leading, responding, and making good decisions. Oh, my gosh. It's partly our fault. We didn't prepare them. If you want a pipeline of emerging great leaders within your organization, then you need to be intentional in growing them. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese, And in today's episode, we're going to learn how to grow the leadership capacities of others and build a pipeline of great leaders. We've now come to the end of our journey out of the waves of circumstance that keep us so stressed and up the mountain to the essential rocks. And now, drum roll please, the eighth and final essential rock, the essential rock of leadership. Now, some of you may be scratching your head thinking, "Uh, wait, Bethany, isn't leadership what all the other essential rocks are about? And the answer to that is yes. Essential rocks one through seven are about growing the essential leadership qualities in you and your organization so that you can rise above the turbulent waves of circumstance and stand firm in any storm that you face. But the essential rock number eight of leadership is about passing those essential rocks and skills on to others. It's about being intentional and growing the leadership capacities of others and building a pipeline of great leaders. As an essential influencer, you need to continue paying it forward, pouring your wisdom and knowledge out through mentoring the next generation of leaders. You see, (laughs) essential rock number eight isn't looking inward at our own leadership, but it's about looking outward and being intentional with our influence on the people around us. It's about modeling how to build your life and leadership on the essential rocks by positively influencing the way that they think, behave, and work. Again, 
It's about being intentional and mentoring young leaders. We are so quick to empower people these days that we say, go forth and be successful. But we don't ever stop and think, wait, (laughs) did we equip them for this role or opportunity? Because here's the reality of getting a promotion at work. They'll give you a title, the pay, and the people, but they don't equip you to lead at all. And then you step into that promotion completely overwhelmed with the realities of leadership and you feel like a complete failure. Our failure to equip people is a hard truth organizations and we as individuals need to deal with immediately. (laughs) Seriously, think about a time you empowered someone to do something and maybe it was lead a project at work or run a program or heck, (laughs) even sending your 18-year-old child out into the world. And then shocker, they struggle because we didn't equip them with the skills they need. But the typical response from us that empowered them is not ownership for setting them up for failure. Oh, no. Our typical response is frustration at the lack of their know-how in leading, responding, and making good decisions. Oh, my gosh, y'all. It's partly our fault. We didn't prepare them. If you want a pipeline of emerging great leaders within your organization, then you need to be intentional in growing them. and. As an added bonus, the more leadership development opportunities you have for your employees, the more employees will want to stay within your organization and heck, they'll even start recruiting other emerging leaders to join them. Now that sounds like the business culture every professional wants to work for, a culture that grows you as a leader and prepares you for the next step in your career. Unfortunately, that's not the reality in many organizations. It's time we, the current leaders and even head of households, stop and think. Did we ever build those in our care with the capacity of the essential rocks in order to set them up for success in those real life and leadership situations? Now, you heard me say in podcast episode 19 about communication that we tend to expect others to automatically know what we know and we actually expect others to think what we think. Y'all, that's ignorance. We have to clearly communicate and explicitly teach those skills. We have to explicitly teach our children and our individual contributors how to be leaders and how to respond to situations as leaders. Using the cop-out of, well, they should know, is a weak person's phrase who doesn't take responsibility for their role as a leader. Think about the difference between two individuals. They could be someone's child or someone's employee. But think about individual number one having a constant model in, and being explicitly taught in knowing their identity of who God made them to be, essential rock number one, and what their purpose is on this earth, essential rock number two. Think about the solid foundation this alone will build for those individuals and how a strong identity and purpose provides security, reassurance, and positive thoughts in their life. And now think about individual number two who never hears about how they're loved, valued, and how God created them for a great purpose. They're left to society to figure out who they are, who they should be, and what they should do in order to add value to this earth. And society's opinions and trends shift so fast that individual number two is constantly insecure as to whether or not they're on the right path. Now, continuing on with our essential rocks, individual number one has a positive role model for how to organize and structure chaos in this life through systems and processes, essential rock number three. 
and how to clearly communicate and resolve conflict. Essential rock number four. Meanwhile, individual number two is never explicitly taught these skills and struggles with seeing the bigger picture and organizing the chaos around them. So they always seem to be in a hot mess. (laughs) They're always involved in conflict and drama with others. Now, can you see where this is going with the two individuals? Individual number one had an intentional parent or mentor that modeled and explicitly taught the essential rocks and is helping their child or mentee build a solid foundation for life and leadership. Individual number one was shown the way to climb out of the ways of circumstance and build their house, if you will, on the rocks, high above the crashing waves. While individual number two is left on the beach, expected to just figure it out as they continue to work hard, but without the essential rocks guiding them, y'all, they just keep building sandcastles in their life and in their leadership. And it only takes one wave of a bad circumstance to bring it all crashing down. (laughs) Y'all, I feel like I'm preaching today, but I am so passionate about being intentional in modeling and explicitly teaching the essential rocks because of the positive effects it has on a person's mental health, their home life, and their work life, everything. These essential rocks, identity, purpose, systems and processes, communication, collaboration, stewardship, service, and leadership, they build a solid foundation so every individual and organization can withstand any storm that comes their way. As a leader, Your job is to build leadership capacity in others, to increase their skill sets, mold their thinking, and to grow better leaders. John Maxwell says it best when he says that, quote, one of the greatest values of mentors is the ability to see ahead what others cannot see and to help them navigate a course to their destination, end quote. They need your guidance to help them navigate their course in building their life and leadership on the essential rocks. Help them gain wisdom and insights from watching you work through hard situations and from you explaining what you're feeling, thinking, and then the action that you're going to take and why you're going to take it. It's way too common for organizations and even families to not properly prepare the people in their care for what lies ahead. I mean, think about it. How many teenagers are turned loose in the world without proper mentorship and how to be responsible in things like personal finance? And how many individual contributors are promoted without having any mentorship as to what leadership really is and how to face the conflict that awaits for them on the other side of that promotion title change? Essential rock number eight is about being intentional in designing a leader mentorship program so that you and your organization are preparing the next generation of leaders. So how can current leaders become intentional in mentoring others in leadership? I believe there are three entry points into being intentional in growing leaders. Spending time, modeling, and coaching. So let's get into the why and how of growing leaders. first entry point in being intentional in growing leaders is to spend time with those you want to grow in leadership. And my hope is that you actually want to grow every individual in leadership. And here's the truth. 
knowledge and wisdom is just never transferred via osmosis. It happens through explicit teaching, modeling, and experience. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that, yes, we should spend time with our individual contributors. (laughs) Yeah, we know we need to spend time with others to grow their leadership skills. But to quote one of my favorite people, James Bishop, a leadership development guru, he says, I need to, or I should, is not a goal or a commitment. And before you know it, we're shoulding all over ourselves. (laughs) Shoulding all over ourselves, (laughs) y'all. James has such a way with words and puns, but it's so true. We know we should be intentional in growing leaders, but should is not a commitment to actually do it. So here's the reason spending time with others is entry point number one. Unless you schedule it and structure it, it will never happen. If it's a priority to you, then schedule it. Schedule your priorities because other things will always creep in and steal your good intentions. I just dropped a truth bomb, y'all. I got to say that again. Schedule your priorities because other things will always creep in and steal your good intentions. So if growing emerging leaders and building a pipeline of future leaders or heck, even just raising the leadership lid of every individual contributor on your team is important to you, then schedule the time to make it happen. So schedule leadership development time where you're building relationships with emerging leaders and explicitly teaching what leadership is and how it's applied in situations. Explicitly teaching leadership skills within a scheduled time with employees means that you're sharing the wisdom you've gained from your leadership experiences and the skills that you've gained from those experiences. So just schedule five minutes in your agenda to, as Stephen Covey would say, sharpen the saw and intentionally discuss how you've grown in leadership recently, whether it's five minutes in a meeting or even a whole day experience. Schedule the time to be intentional in growing the leadership capacity of others by explicitly teaching leadership skills. All right, the second entry point to being intentional in growing leaders is to model quality leadership. Nothing infuriates me more than people who have expectations of others that they don't meet themselves. (laughs) As a leader, your actions are always being watched. You're always setting the norm for what's allowed. And I'm infuriated by the number of people in leadership positions that say one thing and do another. You're totally undermining any respect and influence others have for you. People quickly (laughs) and easily can spot a hypocrite. And when you don't meet the expectations that you have for everybody else by modeling it, you're telling them it's okay to break your own standards. Listen to me, leaders. Lean in. You should be giving grace to your employees, not asking for it. You shouldn't be asking others to forgive you for being late or missing a meeting or not communicating well or losing your temper or not having integrity. You shouldn't be late. You shouldn't miss a meeting. You shouldn't communicate badly, lose your temper, and you should always, by God, you should always have integrity. When your employees have to constantly give you grace, you're exhausting them. You're not growing them as a leader. So model, or to use the old cliches, practice what you preach because more is caught than taught. You're always on display and in the spotlight as to what leadership is about. 
You can be a good role model of what leadership can be by modeling the eight essential rocks. Or you can be a bad model by being a manager of status quo that has a (laughs) J-O-B. And you don't always have to follow those bright line rules of expectations. The third entry point to being intentional and growing leaders is to coach for quality leadership. This is what exponentially produces growth in others. You've heard me talk about the power of coaching before in episode 20 when I talked about collaboration and building a coaching culture because it seriously causes every person in the organization to grow better, stronger, faster. One of the biggest parts of coaching is helping people walk through scenarios and situations that they'll experience in real life or that they are experiencing in real life. It's the game field, if you will. Now, I was an instructional coach in an educational setting for several years, and when there were specific strategies or tactics that teachers wanted to learn, there were typically three phases we would walk through together in our coaching relationship. And I honestly believe these three phases work for coaching no matter the industry you're in. Now, the first phase of any coaching relationship actually is level one, because it's relationship building. And this should happen way before coaching ever happens. So phase zero, if you will, is building trust in the relationship. The other person has to always know that you care for their well-being and that you're never a threat to their identity and value as a person or a professional. So again, we'll call the trust phase phase zero, because you should have that in all of your relationships. That's where all relationships start, trust. But the first phase of coaching after trust is established is observation, as in the person you're coaching would observe you on the field of play and leadership. In order for them to observe you, they have to, you know, be behind the curtain to see those leadership type moments. You need to start inviting them into the room where things happen. Bring them into the room where the big picture planning happens, those leadership conversations are happening, and the hard decisions are being made. Let them observe you going through the thinking processes as you analyze situations through the various lenses. Lenses such as, you know, morals and values, equity, alignment to the mission, how things are going to scale, the big picture, the small details, all of it. Let them see your thinking processes. Our employees don't get to see all the mental work that leaders put in prior to making a decision. So show them. Let them observe how you do what you do and talk them through your thinking as you work. Now, the second phase of coaching is the apprenticeship. (laughs) Let me be honest here. Most leadership development programs within organizations never do this phase. They never get to it. What most organizations do is invite emerging leaders to a meeting, maybe host a few presentations on leadership. And if you're lucky, maybe you get a question and answer panel. And then they send them away thinking they've inspired these people to be better leaders. Listen to me. Just telling someone something doesn't mean they'll hear it, understand it, internalize it, and actually do it. So random fact, (laughs) teacher here, right? Random fact, did you know it takes eight times of hearing a word or a message for a person to actually memorize it? Eight times. And that's only to memorize it. Again, that's not to be able to do it. Most organizations have one meeting where they say something one time. That doesn't grow leaders. But you know what does? Experience. 
an actual apprenticeship type experience. An apprenticeship is where the individual is on the field playing alongside a more skilled player. So in reality, that means that they're now delegated leadership responsibilities so that they can practice while still under the supervision and leadership of someone with more skill sets. So maybe they're running a meeting, preparing a big picture presentation for other leaders in the organization, or maybe they're leading an important project. You can now observe them in the field of leadership and provide feedback as they go. And here's a coaching truth that is so, 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 so incredibly important to remember. (laughs) You cannot overwhelm the person you're coaching with a list of things to fix or even think about. Chances are (laughs) the individual already knows what he or she needs to work on, but they just don't know what the next step is. So before you say anything with feedback, before you do anything, ask them open-ended questions to allow them to reflect. What went well? What would you like to get better with? I've coached a lot of people in my day, and the majority of the time, what they want to get better at is exactly what I wanted to give them feedback on anyway. With trust in the relationship, people usually lay down all their cards on the table, and they'll reveal the weakness or insecurities they have. You can provide the coaching advice on the strategies, tactics, or actions that you've seen work well in a skill or a situation that they can grow in, but don't just turn on the fire hose and say, here's everything you need to do. Again, when coaching, ask open-ended questions like, what went well? What would you like to get better with? After they respond, you need to always praise what they did or what they're doing well by giving them specific feedback. Specific feedback. Did you hear that? Specific. So for example, during this part of the presentation, uh, you noticed that John's facial expressions seemed to have confusion about them. So you paused, and then you asked for questions which allowed him to express what he was confused about. Then you were able to clarify your point. That was a great example of being in tune with your audience to make sure your message is coming across clearly. Now that, my friends, is an example of specific feedback. But too often, people that are giving feedback say, oh yeah, your presentation was good, or hey, nice job. Those statements don't reinforce any positive actions, and they don't provide coaching for improvement whatsoever. So be specific. So with coaching, phase zero, (laughs) this should happen before coaching ever starts, is building trust in the relationship. Phase one is allowing them to observe you and your thought processes. Phase two is observing them and then providing them specific feedback. All right, and now let's go to phase three. Phase three is moving into a mentor relationship. You've coached a whole new generation of leaders by this point, so they're often leading others on their own. So you slide into the mentor role where you're checking in with them. You discuss their specific pain points or current situations that they're facing, and you provide guidance. Every person needs someone they trust to call and work through situations and decisions to be made. Do you think, you know, CEOs have reached the pinnacle of leadership positions where they know it all? (laughs) Heck no! Everybody needs a tribe of mentorship and support. CEOs, they support each other. Everybody needs a mentor or someone they can call and Everybody needs a tribe or support group. Now, I have a mentor and a support group. My mentor helps me walk through the hardest situations, and y'all, my support group is just downright fun. 
We meet monthly for dinner to share our journey in coaching, leadership, and entrepreneurship. And besides my family and my besties, they're my biggest cheerleaders for success. Okay, as we come to the end of Essential Rock number eight, leadership, let's recap on how to be intentional in growing leaders within your individual contributors, teams, departments, and organizations. There are three entry points to being intentional in growing leaders. The first entry point is spending time. Be sure to schedule time to build relationships with emerging leaders to explicitly teach and discuss leadership skills. The second entry point is modeling. As a leader, you are always in the spotlight of what is expected and tolerated as a leader. So practice what you preach about leadership and model it always. The third entry point is coaching, or where you walk others through scenarios and situations that they'll experience in real-life leadership. The phases for coaching are phase zero, trust in the relationship, phase one, observations of you leading, phase two, the apprenticeship where they lead and you provide specific feedback, and phase three, mentorship, where they're your go-to for wisdom, guidance, and support. Here's the truth about the human brain. We have a specific paradigm in how we see the world. That means that we have a paradigm in what we think leadership is, and it's typically based on what we've seen. And most people's paradigms of leadership is crafted by the leaders they've experienced over the course of their lives, parents, teachers, and bosses. And I'm sad to say that most of the leaders in their lives probably operated under authoritarian rule because that's what was modeled for them. And generations before them. This is a generational problem of a lack of leadership. So let's be intentional in changing the paradigm of what leadership is by spending time teaching leadership, modeling leadership, and coaching for leadership. Well, we've done it. We've covered all eight of the essential rocks to build your life and leadership on in order to stay on solid ground high above the waves of circumstance that have so many people treading water to survive or drowning from all of the overwhelm. To commemorate our journey, though, (laughs) up to the mountaintop, let's do a brief recap of all eight essential rocks. Essential rock number one is identity. Identity is a set of characteristics, traits, or beliefs that describe the self or organization. It's imperative that as a person, you know who you are and what you believe and value. This will center your heart and soul for any circumstance you find yourself in. Now, as an organization, it's imperative that everyone who works for the organization knows what the organization stands for and what it values, because they are a representative of those things. Essential rock number two is purpose. Purpose is your mission or the reason you exist. And it becomes your compass for how you navigate life. As an individual, remember that your purpose is always bigger than your job title. It's your gift to the world. Now, as an organization, your purpose is a clear mission for what you do and why. And it's crucial to have buy-in from your employees on the mission. Essential rock number three is systems and processes. Systems are the how we work, the most essential or important elements, and the processes are the what we do for the work. Systems and processes provide the structure needed to eliminate the chaos in our work and even our home lives and to provide guiding principles and procedures 
for what we do and how we do it. Essential rock number four is communication. Communication is simply the process of exchanging information from the sender for understanding and meeting to the receiver. And remember, exchanging is an act of giving and taking one thing in return for another. Providing clear communication removes so many of the conflicts and problems that plague our organizations and homes. Essential rock number five is collaboration. Collaboration in the simplest of terms is the action of working with one another, you know, one or more people to produce or create something. The culture of how people engage with each other in their work will make or break any strategy you hope to admit. So coach your teams on how to collaborate. Essential rock number six is stewardship. Stewardship is the act of taking care of something that belongs to someone else. It's taking responsibility for your decisions and actions and having the hard conversations needed to close the gaps of performance. Essential rock number seven is service. Service is helping or doing work for the benefit of others. It's about taking action to benefit others. It's how you engage with your stakeholders, anticipate their needs, and respond to those needs. And finally, essential rock number eight is leadership. Leadership is all about influencing others. So it's about being intentional in growing the leadership capacities of others by spending time teaching leadership, modeling leadership, and coaching for leadership. Until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise.